0: I saw the light, I saw the light. Hey everybody, it's Morgan and... Anna.
1: Good morning.
0: (laughs) Coming to you live actually from my house um, because the internet's better here and we have more comfortable chairs and coffee.
1: Yes, the best coffee in town.
0: Yes. Hospital Two Wheels number 36 and we are here to talk with Anna. You're racking up more people (laughs) than anyone else. It's like... See Anna's famous. She oh, doesn't she want is. to admit that she's famous, but she's famous. Um, we had a great ladies' clinic night. Anna was there. It was awesome. Um, and we are going to be doing lots more of that. So pay attention to the page. Uh, we're going to, the next one is going to be a women's tire changing clinic, dirt bike tire changing clinic. Um, Anna had an awesome idea. What was that? Uh, a, changing a dirt,
1: changing a tire out on the trail.
0: How yeah. to do it? So we're mm-hmm. going to actually maybe like go out in the dirt. And do it. So let's start with Anna Cody. Anna, what was your first motorcycle?
1: It was a mini bike that my dad made, electric, with training wheels when I was two.
0: Nice. That's a, so long before Osset came out, Anna was riding an electric mini bike.
1: I had the original Osset. Yeah, you had the original Osset. <laughs> the 1970s style.
0: Yes. Uh, and why don't you tell everybody a little bit about where you grew up and just a little bit of the background into the dirt biking, because it's interesting.
1: Um, well, I grew up in Santa Barbara County, way out in the mountains, uh, about two and a half hours from town. My parents were the ultimate hippies, so they didn't want to live in town. And uh, many times our only way to get to town in the wintertime was motorcycles, so our family was big into motorcycles. My mom used to race, and my dad. Yes. And uh, we were a big Husqvarna family. Nice. That was what
0: we rode for years. Right on. And I've been to Anna's, the house she grew up in, and it could not be more in the middle of nowhere. Like, it's impossible to describe how nowhere it is. It's, and it's hard to do in California these days. It's like, yeah, Roger says first off-grid. Like, it was so far off-grid. There wasn't really even a grid anywhere near it to be <laughs> off of. It was before grid, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it is one of the coolest places ever. It's 160 acres, um, private in holding in the middle of the Los Padres National yeah. Forest, yeah. and it's just absolutely incredible. So, Anna, how did we meet?
1: Well, uh, and when Morgan, when I sold the ball Hot 1000, Morgan was soloing it as well. And the guys that were helping me happened to meet Morgan out on a trail out here in Colorado and invited him to pre-run with us. And Morgan and I spent a thousand miles (laughs) (laughs) with lots and lots of adventures pre-running. And that's where we became friends. Yeah,
0: it was craziness. Like, (laughs) I had, Anna had been racing the thousand for a while. Anna had been racing in Mexico and just racing in general for a long time. I had no clue what I was doing on a motorcycle, like zero. And, but I decided to race a thousand, and we've talked about that in another show. And uh, yeah, we had these mutual friends, we get together, and I just remember thinking, like, there's this girl? Like, what? And I meet her, I didn't know who she was, I didn't know her background. And the long and short of that story is that at the end of the whole situation, she beat me by three hours. Three hours, she beat me in the 1,000. Um, and so, yeah, I had no business pre-running with her. <laughs> but it was but super fun. But I paid
1: dearly for beating me for three hours. Yeah. It's been torture ever since.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because of that, now that my skills are up, I beat up on Anna and the Rocks a lot. Tell the story about the reason you were on to tell the truth. What about the 1,000, like the first one, first women's thing and all that?
1: Well, the, the Baja 1,000, I mean, ever since I was a little kid, it was like a dream of mine to do. <clears throat> and, then, you know, our dad used to come in, he'd go to town and he'd come back and with a backpack. And our first thing was to get the monthly dirt rider, and uh, or not dirt rider, dirt bike back then. And, uh, you know, I used to, I'd look up to guys like Bruce Ogilvie, John, Larry Rossler... Chuck Miller Scott and those kind of guys and so I've been racing for a while and I decided that I wanted to race the Baja 1000 and Lily and I and a lady named Connie Joyce were gonna race it I had been doing the whole series that year and uh Connie got hurt right before the race so it just came down to Lily and I and uh, no all-woman's team had ever finished the Baja 1000 on motorcycles so we uh We're the first women to finish the Baja 1000. And we also finished second in the 250 Pro class that year.
0: (laughs) So they didn't just finish it. They dominated it.
1: (laughs) And what year was that? That was 1990. And what Um, were you riding? We were riding Larry Rossler's KDX 200 pre-runner. Kind of a long story. Mm -hmm. Um, The bike that we had broke the day before. (laughs) And so Larry gave us this bike. And Lily was the first woman to graduate from Motorcycle Uh, Institute. Mechanic. Yeah. Okay. So she was, she worked all day on that bike and, uh, I don't even know how we finished. It was just a miracle. We were just flying by the seat of our pants. (laughs) Yes.
0: And who was pitting for you back then?
1: Uh, well, back then I rode for Kawasaki. So Kawasaki pitted for us. Nice. And, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty non-eventful. It was, it was funny because I started the race and, uh. Lily and I were, Lily was tiny. Lily was like 110 pounds. And so the yeah. two of us tried to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And so I started and I went up over the summit and uh, came down through that wash and kind of to the first Kawasaki pit. And I see this girl, or this tiny little person, jumping like five feet in the air or like waving like I'm, I'm going to miss her. And I pull up and she goes, I can't do this. I can't get on the bike. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, <laughs> you're not supposed to be here. You're the ninth overall bike. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, back then I was just young and stupid and just ride as fast as I could ride. Well, I wasn't. I was taught well by guys to, to you know, be smart. And I was like, look. And I had to shake her. I'm like, you've got to get on this bike, you know. And she's <laughs> like, I won't hold this position. I'm like, I don't care. Just go. <laughs> yes. So off she went. Nice. That's awesome.
0: And uh, what? Where did you finish overall? Do you know?
1: Well, I don't. I can't remember where we finished overall. The last about the last fifty miles back then you used to start and finish in Ojos Negros, but then when you'd finish, you could ride into Ensenada and get the glory with all the people right. waving around and stuff. And uh, so I left the last Kawasaki pit, and oh, about a mile out, just the, the whole transmission just goes. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, no. So I turned around, and Dave Pyle, who was the cow mechanic, took the, the side cover off. He put it back on. He said, go out there and put it in the highest gear you got and don't ever shift it again. Yeah. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I put it in six because the KDX has had six gears, and that was the longest 50 miles of my life. There was times I was in the silt up to my waist, oh. clutching it, just... <laughs> and... Uh, so I've got, it was, this is the best story, one of my most fondest memories ever of Bajas. As I was coming into Ojos Negros, there's real wide, wide roads that kind of go like this, and uh, so the the light was like barely moving, and I'm like, ba ba, you know, and all of a sudden, the light's up behind me, and I'm like, oh, she got a truck, you know, so I kind of pull way over, and there's plenty of room, and truck's not going around me, and he's like flashing his lights, and So I get back in front. I go, well, obviously he's going to, you know, light the way for me. So cross the finish line, and I turn around, and those of you know, right sitting smack in the middle of this truck was (laughs) Iron Man Ivan Stewart. And he looked at me, and he's like, yeah! And, you know, he had had a bad day, obviously. (laughs) You know, who gets Ivan Stewart to light your way to the finish line? Yeah,
0: that is awesome. In, yeah. the, the mid-drive Toyota, in the the mid drive right? Toyota.
1: Yeah, right in the middle of the seat. That is awesome. One of the most, I mean, one of the most awesome dudes around. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. The,
0: one of the ultimate badasses yeah. of all badasses. Um, yeah, because of Anna, I've gotten to meet all sorts of cool freaking people. Because everybody <laughs> knows Anna down in Baja. Like I got to meet Johnny Campbell, Bruce Ogilvy, Kendall Norman, who's Kendall's friends of the family from Forever. Anna used to beat up on Kendall when he was a little kid, Yeah,
1: Yeah, his dad (laughs) took me to the first race I ever raced. Really?
0: Yeah. No kidding. How old were you when you did that? 12. Nice. That is awesome. So that happens. Life goes on. Now you decide to solo the 1,000. And I'm pretty sure, I've told everybody this, I'm pretty sure it's true, that you're the first, I think, still only woman to solo it on a motorcycle?
1: There's been two others that have since. Since, but but she was was the
0: first. first. So... What made you decide to do that?
1: Well, (laughs) yeah, that's kind of a crazy thing. Um, Again, another thing I had wanted to do, but uh, Lily had gotten a real bad case of cancer and ended up passing away, I think, in 2001. And so I decided that I would solo it and I would raise money for the Cancer Society. And in her honor, I wouldn't replace her as a teammate. And so I raised like about 21000 for the Cancer Society. So we did a, a good drive, had a lot of people behind us, and uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and why don't you let, Wade, by the way, I'm only name-dropping because Anna's the famous one. <laughs> the, uh, <Stop. laughs> um, uh, and Wade, you, you said that that's freaking you out. That's the Isle of Man flag, dude. Come on. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what that is, if you're watching the show and you don't know what that is, Google it, please, right now, and then educate yourself. So, (laughs) (coughs) um, why, okay, tell everybody what what bike you decided to sell the 1,000 on. You went from racing a KDX200 and other KXs, small bikes, to?
1: Well, I raced an (laughs) XR650, and I chose, at that time, the 450s had just come out. Yep. And so I went to Johnny Campbell and I asked him what he thought I should do. And he said, You will never go wrong with an XR six fifty. And uh Yes. I said once I learned how to start it, then that was the bike of, that was that was the bike to ride.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it
1: was a monster, but it was it was the bike.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh pre-ran, it was awesome. The uh I I borrowed an XR four hundred <laughs> And I'm with, like, seriously, I've got no clue what I'm doing. Like, I still don't have any clue what I'm doing. But the, uh, I mean, back then I'd been riding a motorcycle for four years. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. So I borrowed an XR400, and I show up, and Amazon an XR650 that you got from Quinn, right? Right. This, like, hammered,
1: oh.
0: hammered old three-run bike at Quinn's. And it's just like...
1: The steering bearings were out, so we had to fix them in the morning before oh, we yeah, even started. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: It, the whole thing was a joke. I mean, it was like this. I just remember getting out and going down the road to get to the first dirt section. And Anna and everybody just, whoa. And I'm like, well, this is as fast as the XR400 goes. And they just left. I'm like, what? And finally, they realized that my bike wasn't fast. And they came back and they stayed with me the whole time. <laughs> <coughs> but it was it was hilarious. And that year, you were pitting with Honda, right? Yeah. So Honda was taking care of her. And um, like I said, three hours she beat me by. So you still, you got into La Paz in the somewhat daylight, It was still
1: daylight. But Honda had a speed limit and if you, or speed requirement. And if you didn't ride that fast, they'd close the pits, which meant I, I couldn't go dilly dally around. I had to haul butt the whole entire time. Yeah. I think I stopped for 45 minutes in the Redo. And that was after I tangled up with a trophy truck. and what happened there well that was an interesting (laughs) thing there was one section right in Loretto before you and it was real tight and it was real silty and pre-running I was worried about it the whole entire time go coming back that whole set that was the only section that worried me so I came in there and there was a guy in front of me and he uh he was just really floundering I was trying to get around him and I spun out in the corner and uh So the wheel was kind of like hanging over the ditch and the rut. And every time I tried to move it, it kept going further in the course. So at that point, the dreaded sound (laughs) you don't ever want to hear when your bike is in the middle of a course. Yeah. So I had about three seconds to figure out what I was going to do. And I was like, you know what? I've come this far. I've had all these people behind me, and this guy is, is going to come around the corner in this trophy truck and take this bike out. So I threw myself in front of the motorcycle, and the truck comes around the corner, lights up, and I'm here I am just like screaming and like, no! And so he pitches the front wheel, it comes out of the ditch, so now the front wheel is going to miss the bike. But the back end's coming around, so now the co-driver and I, have got the net, we're eye to eye, and his eyes were like that. He was just like, "What is going on?" And I'm like, "No!" So, he, so they get past me, and now I have the back of the truck. So I just the only thing I could think of doing was throwing myself on the trophy truck, and pushing as hard as I could to try to get that back end to not run my bike over. And I did that just out of <laughs> sheer nuttiness, and it missed my bike by just. I mean that much. It was insane. And he you know, you could hear the whole side of his truck getting ripped off because of <coughs> trees and bushes and, and stuff. And so that that happens and I run over and it you know how they talk about adrenaline giving you strength? I picked my XR six fifty up, I don't know what part of it, and I drug it like three yards four yards out into the bushes just like oh my god oh my god you know and I, I'm standing there and I could hear like this banging and like this knocking and I realized that my knees were shaking so hard that my knee pads were slamming into each other <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then I peed <laughs> there we go yeah. so that that was gnarly um yeah. I, I got to meet that driver uh just a couple years back. Oh really? And Who I was it? Al Hogan. Oh no. And opinion. uh I said I started talking to him about it and he he looked at me for like it was like this really awkward moment, like a 20-second pause. And I thought, Oh god, he's gonna be pissed because he ripped the whole side of his truck off, you know? Yeah. And he says, Well, I'll be darn." He goes, I remember that. <laughs> and he's from up in Montana, he goes, I remember thinking, "What crazy son of a gun is doing this?" <laughs> so that was, yeah, he could have he could have taken my taken me down right there.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That that if if you guys don't know what an 800 horsepower V8 sounds like, that is the sound of terror when you're on a motorcycle. Um, there is nothing worse than the sound of one of those things coming up behind you. I got passed by even more of them than Anna did. But uh, I had, I remember I had like, I think legit PTSD afterwards. Cause I was, I'd be riding in a truck like all the way up the Baja Peninsula on the way home um, with my back seized up cause I couldn't move cause was being an idiot. Um, but, uh, and I would hear V8s behind me and I'd look back and my friends are like, what are you, like, what are you doing? I'm like, dude, I swear I hear trophy trucks. And they're like, Morgan, there's no trophy truck. We're in a car on the highway. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And no joke. For I don't know, it must have been a year after that. Every time I get on a motorcycle, I hear trophy trucks. Every time I go out, like riding bicycles, I hear trophy trucks behind me. <laughs> it's the oh my gosh, it's the absolute worst. Yeah. Um, that is by the way ridiculous. Because if you don't know, if you guys don't know, XR650s with gas in them over 300 pounds. So for to, pick, I don't care who you are. To pick one up and move it just like without the engine running is <laughs> freaking <laughs> crazy. Any question? The uh okay, so Brian Woods says, Anna, with you being from Santa Barbara, did you ever ride at Munoz Motorcycle Park in Simi Valley? No. No. Bummer. The well, I don't know, maybe not. I, I've
1: never even heard of it. Oh,
0: look at that. So we don't know what that is. I don't. Oh, months. Motorcycle? Months motorcycle park? Anything? No. No. <laughs> Anna lived, Brian, what you have to understand is that she's from that area, but her house might as well be on Mars. Like, (laughs) uh, oh, someone asked earlier if it had running water. No. I mean, it has (laughs) gravity-fed running water because John built this, he hand-dug a well, I think it's 30 Mm -hmm. feet-ish, and then... Built a pump out of an old Honda generator or something and then pumps water to a cistern that's like 2,500 feet up and then, or 2,500 gallons and way up high and then it gravity feeds. Um, the uh, What's your favorite bike? Sam asks.
1: Uh, YZ250. Yes, yes, I love it
0: because it's so good. Justin Hansen asks, what bike do you ride now?
1: A KTM350.
0: Oh, okay, right on, and it's a what, XCF? nice um and then like how did that shake taste it oh yeah how did the shake taste at nitro circus because anna anna took this <laughs> anna won a set of tires at the nitro circus in grand junction by drinking the most nasty thing i've ever seen and how was it
1: uh, you know i didn't even taste it i just slammed <coughs> it as hard as i could and uh, the hot sauce was intense i came back to the stands and what sweated for 25 minutes oh yeah
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, Anna went back to her old days of uh, drinking. Anna and I, and neither Anna and I drink anymore. And uh, she like channeled her old drinking self and drank the whole thing without tasting any of it. But there was
1: no alcohol in it.
0: No, no, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: yeah, yeah. I, I pretended I was like beer ponging. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so.
0: uh, Justin says, "Do you still race?"
1: I, Do you still race, Anna? I will be, yes. yes. Um, I've raced, you know, on and off the last few years a little bit. Um, so, But I'm planning on, after this last year of not being able to ride, I'm planning on racing here in Colorado. Yes. And just for fun, you know. All my days of chasing championships just are over. for fun.
0: <laughs> if you guys haven't ridden with Anna, like, we need to get together. She's been off the bike for a year. She had a big, bad crash out in Dry Creek. Um, she's back on it. Um yeah, there's, it, yeah, there's no just for fun with Anna. It's just like riding with every other person you've ever ridden with. Um, it turns into a, a race every time, um, which is why I go beat up on her in the yeah, rocks. Yeah, I if You've I can. almost
1: killed me. How many times <laughs> since I've been here? A few. I, I'm five. a desert racer, so all this tight technical stuff is taking me a while to get used to.
0: So Pete asks, maybe he didn't read before here before. What made you get into riding racing? um family and what made you go race because he said that kendall's dad took you to the first one
1: yeah you know kendall's dad was a good (laughs) friend of our family and you know at that time he was racing isde he was number one desert champion and so you know we were all interested in it and uh he you know he's like come with us come with us and uh it was pretty cool because i had to race my dad's 390 and i wasn't tall enough to start it she's
0: 12 12 years old, 390, two-stroke, two-stroke, right? Yeah, yeah. Husqvarna. Yeah. Think about it, that, everybody.
1: It was a Le Mans start, <laughs> and it was, the, it was the good old days when District 37 was really, really fun, and they allowed my dad to run with me and kick the bike over for me. So he ran, kicked the bike over, I came John Wayne style, jumped on the bike, took <laughs> off. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah.
0: So, uh, Justin says, th- uh, what are three tips to getting faster? I'm excited to hear this because I need to know. <laughs>
1: ride, ride, ride. Yes!
0: I love it. Um, but, yeah.
1: That's the only way, you know. Just pick pick your weaknesses and just keep on doing it.
0: Yeah. As my uh, friend Fritz told me when I asked him the same question many, many years ago. And Fr- Fritz is not as nice as Anna. <laughs> Fritz, if you ever watched this, I hope you do, I love you. But you're definitely not a nice guy all the time. Um, and everybody here knows that too. Um, but I asked him, I was like, how do I get faster? And he just looked at me and he's like, dude, buy tires and gas. I'm like, like race gas? T- what are you talking about? Like, and then he's like, no, ride your dumb motorcycle so much that you need to buy tires and gas for it. I'm like, oh, okay. So clearly I have not purchased enough tires and gas because I'm still not very fast, but I'm trying really hard. <laughs> and how many number one plates do you have District
1: 37?
0: 13. Yeah. There you go, Justin Hansen. 13, you got a lot, a lot of catching up to do. Um, Tori Anderson, you don't have that many weaknesses. Um, well, maybe a few, but the single trail. You get nervous when the trail gets narrow, so we got to work on that. It's kind of like Hannah, actually. <laughs> Anna, when the trail gets like less than four feet wide and it gets remember gets the day more, i
1: made you ride my bike across that
0: mountain yes yeah. i do remember yeah.
1: that. I, I chicken out sometimes
0: <coughs> it, it happens just happens but not like what that never happens when it's open and fast and there's whoops <laughs> so um we'll see what, what uh, Here's a question. What do you, when do you think you are going to go to your first race? And can we, when can we tell all these people that's going to happen so we can cheer <laughs> you on?
1: Um, probably, I think there's something coming up in June. I, yeah. Is there a corks race coming up?
0: Or yeah, Weeby? there's a corks. Yeah, well, there's a corks and a Weeby. In June, okay. Um, I'm going to try to get her to go to a corks race with us because we're trying to hit all the rest of them if we can. Um, so we'll try to get her out to that. We'll make a big announcement so everybody can come out and cheer. Geez, please, please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I hope. I think Corks is having their 12-hour race, and uh, Nicole and Denise and Vernie and I raced it a couple years ago. So it would be really cool if the three, four of us could do it again. I think it's in August.
0: Okay, yeah. right on. There we go. Oh, Jim Wells asks, have you ever uh, ridden or raced in the East?
1: I have not. The furthest I've been is Colorado,
0: I think. So yeah, Anna has spent all of her time going really fast out in the desert. So that's why, I, like I said, get her in the trees, and it's awesome.
1: (laughs) I am getting better.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. No, yeah, yeah. When she says she's not good at it, it's ridiculous. Like, that's not true. So the other thing that Anna, I just need to mention is Anna's not really good at maintenance on motorcycles because she's been so fast for so long that everybody else has done it for her. <laughs> and <Yes>. so...
1: <laughs> we're getting old, and when the glory goes away, you have to learn
0: how yeah, to do Yeah, so <laughs> now she actually has to do things. So we're going to work on that. Um, Brady, we're totally bringing her to the Gold Rush. She's been saying she's gonna go to the Gold Rush. I
1: promise, I'm telling everybody right now, I'm going this year. Yes. I'm not gonna miss it this year.
0: I love it, there we go. Because seriously, yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Brady, yeah. you have to come to the Gold If Anna comes to the Gold Rush, you have to come to the Gold Rush. That's all there is to it. Yeah, you should go back and do a D37, like the round one with us.
1: You know, I'm terrified as many years as I've raced desert, I've always hated bomb runs, and um, I, I just have always sucked at it, and I have to work my way up through everybody, and having been away from it for so long, I'm terrified.
0: Yeah, I will. <laughs> if,
1: if they would have a, a start by class, or, you know, start by 10 people at a time, I'd be totally into it, but <laughs> 200 people it terrifies me nowadays. Yeah,
0: it's a little much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and Steve knows all about that. Um. Because Steve is our buddy who you know he said January next year. Um, Steve is our buddy who during the bomb run fell off and broke his arm because a guy hit him. So Ugh, yeah. So that's the thing about bomb runs. It's it's a little bit on the terrifying side. Yeah. Um, any one last question for Anna from you guys? Whoever gets the next question up will answer that, or she'll answer that. Um. And then we're going to boogie because Anna actually has work.
1: Now. I actually have to work these days. Sadly, <laughs> yeah. So
0: do I, which is a bummer. Um, <laughs> Justin says you're a chicken. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I
1: am. I, maybe we'll see. I might get over it.
0: <laughs> Justin 13 number one plates 13 dude. <laughs> Here's a question. Um, until you guys come up with one, Anna, do you like tacos? And if you like tacos, what are your favorite kind of tacos?
1: I love tacos and carne asada.
0: Nice. Right on. That's the most important question we can ask on this show. Nothing's
1: better than that taco stand in Valley
0: T. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Via the Trinidad, best place ever. What is your favorite place to ride in Colorado?
1: Um... Gosh, so let's far. See, so far. We haven't.
0: She hasn't seen all of it. Yeah, I
1: haven't seen all of it. I would say, you know, I've only ridden in this local area, right where we're at. So I would say probably up on the, is it the plateau that we go up uh-huh. on in the in the summertime? Yeah. Yep. yeah, that's that's kind of my favorite place. I absolutely loved it when we went to Utah Green Valley.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, Green River.
1: Yeah, Green River. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Green River. We rode uh, from Green River over to uh, Whitewash Sand Dunes da binky and then back and well we did finally make it back (laughs) everybody ran out of gas um except for me um so it was a bit of a thing
1: (laughs) it's pretty cool where you took me for the death march although i had no time to enjoy it but you almost killed me but yeah Yeah. anna
0: finished the death march too everybody who has bailed out and chickened out on the death march she finished it so
1: the worst thing i've ever done ever (laughs) Ever. Come on. It's, it's not, absolutely horrible. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. Um, all right, guys.
0: We're going to boogie. Uh, we both have work to do. Lindsay, Wes, good to see you here. Um, thank you guys so much for joining in um, and asking Anna questions. Um, Anna is on the Facebooks. I think you're probably locked out. You probably can't have any more friends on Facebook. Because <laughs> everybody <laughs> on earth wants to be Anna's She's friend so. on Facebook. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to set her up a like a like like a – sports profile page. Oh jeez. So so she can have even more friends. Um (laughs) but yeah thanks guys. Punk rock club thanks for watching to the end. Thanks guys. We appreciate it. And both of us really hope you get out and ride. Your dirt bikes